0: You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM. Hello there, and you're very welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan with you um, for the next hour or so. Uh, I'll be bringing you the latest in tech, answering any questions you might have. And speaking of those, you can call 069-66200 or 87 And although this is pre-recorded this week, um you can always ring and leave a question and i will answer it in next thursday show um and actually to begin with we're going to have a, a question from mike in Arda. uh and he says uh i don't actually have the question with me but i remember exactly what it was he was asking about his smart tv he has a smart tv and he uses netflix and amazon i think he said it was on it uh but he finds it very slow very slow to load um the movies and things like that or TV shows, or whatever he's watching. And uh, what can he do about it to speed it up and things like that? right? But the first thing you could do is if your TV um, has a LAN plug in, you could run a cable, a LAN cable from your Internet router to the back of the TV. And that might speed things up a bit. But really, um, a lot of TVs, he didn't say what make it was actually, but um, most TVs, the built-in software are not brilliant. There is some ones that are slightly better than others, like um, the ones with with Android TV built in. But even with Android TV, it all depends on what's running it, what uh, actual hardware is built in that's running it. Uh, And the purpose-built plug-in units are usually the way to go. So what I what I mean by that is the likes of um Amazon Fire Stick and there's actually a 4K version of that now. If you have a 4K TV, um there's an Amazon Fire Stick 4K which are pretty cheap. Uh, it just literally plugs into your HDMI and you connect to the Wi-Fi and you have your you can install your apps. It has its remote control with it. A lot of them have voice activation where you can press the voice button and give it orders you know to to put on whatever tv show on netflix or to look something up on the internet or things depends on which one uh, you also have roku um you have that new Go- there's a google chromecast all along was kind of a I wasn't a big fan of it to be honest it was just a kind of you plug it in and then you can connect your phone to your tv and that was it and uh, and even at that it didn't it did it okay but not great and it was uh There was connection issues and it didn't look right on the TV and the quality was was terrible uh, a lot of the time. uh, So I wasn't a big fan of it. But there's a new one out now. It's Chromecast TV and it's much better. It still does the Chromecasting. You can still uh, share your screen of your phone or tablet or whatever on your TV screen. But it also has Netflix and um, Amazon and Disney Plus and all those. So it's a proper TV box, and it has a remote control with it. It has that voice um, button, uh, so you can do things by voice. But the uh, that and the Amazon have very good remote controls. They're simple. There's only a few buttons on them, but they'll do everything. And uh, I think if you want to watch as flawlessly as possible the likes of TV shows and stuff like that, although all of, the, all of those now that I just mentioned, including most of the Roku's, don't actually have a LAN cable plug-in, but they have a good Wi-Fi receiver, and they, they're pretty fast that way. But there you can shop around. I think there are slightly more expensive Rokus that actually have a LAN plug-in, uh, where you can, if you ha- especially if your router is nearby, it might be worth uh, investing in a few quid extra and uh, plug it in. Get a box that plugs in, is what I mean. Um, but also, if you have like a playstation 4 or a playstation 5 i have the playstation 5 now and i've actually taken out i had a roku on the same tv in the sitting room since i got the playstation 5 i just removed the roku i don't need it because i was only using the roku for uh disney plus netflix and amazon prime but our amazon prime tv uh but all of those are on the playstation 5 uh and i can plug the lan cable into that whereas the roku had no lan cable so it kind of plays even uh more flawlessly shall we say than on the roku even though the roku is very good and the remote control is brilliant with it but i actually bought the media remote control for the playstation 5 and that is excellent it's uh it's even better i would say i have used the amazon fire stick remote control and i w- i have used the um, roku remote control and i would say and, I, and various android tv box remote controls the, the, those are the worst ones but because <laughs> i just use a mouse if i'm using an android box but um of all of those i've found the playstation uh media remote the best uh to use very very good um when you you, when you turn on the playstation 5 with the media remote it automatically goes into the media section because at the top of the menu you have games and you have media Uh, so it's kind of it's it's become a more multimedia definitely than the playstation 4 the way it's set up and um uh, I have yeah all the apps installed on it, the Sky Plus app and all that stuff as well. And it's excellent, very, very good now um, as a media remote. The only thing is it has the voice button on it, but uh, I was trying to use it, it wasn't working. So I went into the menu and I could not turn it on. Then I did a bit of research and I found out that it's not actually activated yet. It's a future function so they have they just put it in because they knew in the future they're going to use it but they haven't installed the software updates yet or they haven't designed the software that they want the way they want it or whatever but that it could be next week or it could be in three years we don't know but in future they'll i presume they'll activate that button and i'll be able to use the voice features on the playstation 5 Um, I don't know if it's the same with the controller itself if the voice function because there is a um, microphone built into the controller itself for playing online games and things like that so I don't know if that's I think that is activated but it's not on the media remote yet anyway but other than that it's very very handy Um, I'm sure it's the same with the new Xbox Um, I've seen my brother has the Xbox and he's the Series X and he uses it for... He's actually using that as his main media stuff, so... Because they, they actually started that early. the early, They were more media-orientated in the, in the previous version from uh, a couple of years back, um, they, uh, when it came out at the same time as the PS4, so they, that was a more media-based... Uh, you could actually plug your Skybox into it or something. Um, oh yeah, you plug the HDMI in. It had a HDMI input, Uh, i presume the new one does as well i'm not sure but i had a hdmi input uh so you could plug your skybox into the xbox and in an output again so you it's like a run through and you then you could control your skybox or something from the xbox using the controller and things like that Uh, i never actually used it but i saw my brother had it set up that way um so that's yeah if you want to oh if, if you're finding your um your tv a little bit awkward um yeah the uh, the 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 cheapest way to get into uh having it work much better would be maybe the the new google um chromecast tv just make sure it's the tv version the one with the remote control (coughs) or either that or um there's lots of different roku's there i have used the now tv sticks i tried to set one up for somebody i find it uh, even though it's, uh, I think it uses Roku technology. Uh, I find it very clunky and awkward to use, and not not very well because they use their own software in it, and it's not brilliant. Uh, but if you have one of the other ones, I think you can download the Now TV app so even if you wanted to use now tv you could use it through a different um to a roku itself i think uh which is with its own software which works much better and the other one is the amazon fire tv stick there a lot of those uh, some of those are starting in the 30 euros you know 30 to 35 36 euros uh, i think the new google one is um 50 60 euros um i'm actually looking at an article here about the amazon fire tv stick Um uh, let's see how much it is it has alexa built in uh if you have all say google speakers and you have a whole google setup we'll say in your house i'd recommend to get the google one and obviously if you have uh, alexas and amazon stuff um i would recommend to get the alexa because you can actually connect your tv to your speakers and things like that um so yeah, it all depends on what you have in your house already. If you have neither, uh, personally, I would use the Google ones uh, because I'm kind of uh, more, I use Google products more than, than Amazon products. But uh, there is uh, there is probably Apple Apple TV ones as well, but I haven't used those. Um, the device comes in the form of a USB stick. I'm just looking at the the, the upgraded 4K version of the Amazon Fire TV stick uh, setup. Um, specs. It comes with a 8 gig of storage, which is pretty good. You don't need a lot of storage in those because generally you'd be just putting a couple of apps on it. Uh, if you put too much, it'll slow them down because they, it, this one has a 1.7 gigahertz processor inside. You know, that's... It's compared to phones, and especially modern phones and stuff, they're very slow, but they don't need it. It could because I'll, I'd recommend just put four or five apps on it and just use them away, you know. Don't overload, because some people, um like with the Android TV boxes, they'd load them up with apps, put 30, 40, 50 apps on it, put all their Facebook and Twitter and the whole lot on it, and then they're complaining because the, the movies aren't playing and they're getting stuck and things like that because the it's putting too much strain you know they're almost full like they'd be eight gig uh capacity some of them and they, they'd have like 7.9 gig full <laughs> uh, so it, it it's there's a chance they're going to crash and things like that so um just put what you really need on them if, if you know you don't need stuff from your phone on the tv a lot of the time or you can use your chromecast uh, to cast your screen if you really need it to but uh, put all your movie apps and things like that but your social media apps i wouldn't unless it's something you really really want on your tv i wouldn't bother um it has bluetooth 5.0 which is good uh is built which means it could be paired with speakers headphones video games yeah that's very good uh that's another thing to watch out for actually that's a good thing in the side of the fire stick. Uh, this is the 4k version though i don't know if the standard one would have a functionality conclusion is there a uh, device does not represent good value though retailing it around 60 I'm, the google one is around the same price so it's the 4k one it has bluetooth and all that stuff so um yeah it's a flip of a coin i would recommend that it depends on what you're into if you have an android phone if you have maybe some google home speakers uh get the google um one and if you have um You know, uh, uh, a Fire TV or, well, if you have Fire TV, you'd have Alexa built in, but the hardware mightn't be running. But if you have Alexa speakers and things like that, you might prefer the Alexa one, so... Uh, that's that and we're on to the next story um whatsapp delays data sharing update after user backlash over privacy concerns yeah so uh whatsapp or um facebook uh, revealed recently that they were doing an update across their all their platforms instagram facebook and whatsapp and they were going to kind of share between them and things like that and a lot of people were worried because whatsapp before it was owned by Facebook, um, was very was known for its safety because it was end to end encrypted, and they didn't, you know, they didn't uh, save your data and things like that. And since Facebook took over, people have been worried, but they've been kind of reassured because the end to end encryption is still there, and they were kind of leaving them alone so much. But then they announced this update where they were going to be sharing things between all three platforms. So facebook is going to have things from whatsapp that people didn't want them to have kind of thing or information people were getting worried and a lot of people started to install signal which is uh, an independent uh, version of whatsapp pretty much you know a a messaging service where you can send your photos and your audio clips and all the same thing Uh, but it's it's much safer it doesn't save your information at all uh, it it um it's intended encrypted as well as far as I know, and a lot of people are. But the, it only it's only very it's only intended encrypted or very safe if you're sending from Signal to Signal. If you send from Signal to some other app or something, I was reading, uh, it won't be as safe. Um, but a lot of people are jumping over there. So because of that, I suppose WhatsApp saw their numbers dropping. Um. They decided to, to roll back on the privacy on the uh, delay uh, their um, their rollback or delaying their data sharing update. Uh, it says here on RTE Tech that um, WhatsApp has delayed a data sharing change as users are worried about privacy and fled the Facebook owned messaging service and flocked to rivals like Telegram and Signal. Uh we're now moving back uh, the date on which people will be asked to review and accept the terms, WhatsApp has said in a blog post. WhatsApp cancelled its February 8 deadline for accepting the tweak to its terms and service involved, uh, involving sharing data with Facebook servers. Uh, users will no longer have to review and accept its updated term, uh, terms by that date, nor will they have their accounts suspended or deleted. Also, I guess there was, <laughs> there was threats of that beforehand. Uh, the platform said it would instead go to people gradually to review the policy at their own pace. How about just not doing it? Just let it be private. Why do you have to share it uh, to Facebook? Like, just leave, leave them, own them, but leave them as an independent company company they they're very successful leave them alone you know uh, but of course they can't do that and uh, new business options are available on may the 15th so i guess they're kicking the can down the road to may the 15th uh, the delay is a setback for whatsapp's plans to generate revenue by facilitating commercial exchanges in the messaging app oh okay they want to make money out of you so <laughs> which facebook acquired for 19 billion in 2014 but has been slow to monetize yes because people want it as it is you know privacy advocates uh, have jumped on whatsapp's changes pointing out what they said was facebook's poor track record uh, of supporting consumer interests when handling their data with many suggesting users mitigate to other pr- platforms yeah because facebook has sold people's information um, whatsapp um said the planned update does not affect personal conversations which will continue to have end-to-end encryption well that's good Uh, or expand its ability to share data with facebook yeah but uh, they're going to i presume there'll be pop-up advertising in whatsapp and all that kind of thing and they'll they'll be trying to read what uh, interests you're into to give you like targeted advertising and all but when you went into when you go into your messaging you don't want um, I'd, I'd nearly pay like a euro a month or something just to have to leave it alone you know because it is a useful app and everything it's very good for sending all, Well, although it does downgrade uh, photos and stuff but it's quick i suppose but uh, when you send photos the, the it loses drastically loses quality and things like that um same thing with audio and video But uh, I suppose it's quick. So uh, the update includes new options. People will have to message business on WhatsApp, uh, message a business on WhatsApp and provide further transparency about how we collect and use the data. Also, it's like it wants to advertise to you and you can connect to the company directly. If you see a product, you can WhatsApp them or something. But I don't like that. Just leave it alone. It's just a messaging service, you know. Uh, Maybe make another app for that, you know whatsapp business or something or you know business messenger or something but uh leave you know whatsapp is just for contact on our relations and don't why do they have to everything has to be selling to you you know uh logitech logitech lifts annual forecast for the third time as quarterly profit soars of course yeah, everyone is working from home they're using the wireless mouses wireless keyboards wireless cameras uh microphones um, all kinds of everything webcams uh, and uh, many of them are logitech, I presume because they they, they have a a large array of um, computer peripheries. Uh, and they're making a record profit because of it. Uh, Logitech International today raised its annual forecast and reported a more than threefold jump in quarterly adjusted operated income, operating income, uh, benefiting from a pandemic-driven boost in demand for work-from-home products and gaming accessories. Uh, the computer peripherals uh, make... Uh, peripherals maker is raising uh, the 2021 outlook for sales growth and profit for the third time it now expects sales growth of 57 percent to 60 percent in constant uh, currency terms and adjusted operated income operating income of 1.05 billion <coughs> uh, demand for its video conferencing devices and computer game peripherals uh, sword as more people work from home yeah while gaming console sales jumped as a result of shutdown in cinema uh, of cinemas and other leisure facilities um do they make gaming consoles logitech they make maybe um i suppose they make like um third party uh controllers and things like that and um yeah but i don't think they do they? i don't know maybe they make a very obvious one i'm not thinking of it uh sales at the company which makes mobile speakers keyboards mice and video conferencing devices increased 85 uh, percent to 1.67 billion in the third quarter which has traditionally been the company's biggest sales period logitech has previously forecast annual sales growth of 35 to 40 percent uh so yeah they're doing they're doing very well for themselves uh, that's on RT there either. Oh, okay, so this is a bit of good news because it was very worrying. Um, the 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 founder of Alibaba, um, Jack Ma, had been missing for months. He had came out and said something mildly critical of the the Chinese government, and he had gone missing for two or three months. <laughs> so he has reappeared, thank God, uh, and he is safe and sound and. Let's see what it says here. It's in rte.ie as well, tech news. Uh, Alibaba Group founder Jack Ma made his first appearance since October uh, when he spoke to a group of teachers by video. Uh, His appearance uh, is concerned about his unusual absence from public life and since shares in the e-commerce giant surging. Um, Speculation over Ma's whereabouts had swirled in the wake of news Uh, ...this month that he was replaced in the final episode of a reality TV show that he had been a judge on. Uh, This came amid a regulatory clampdown by Beijing on his sprawling business empire. Um, The billionaire who commands a cult uh, reverence in China has not appeared in public since October 24th... ...when he blasted China's regulatory system in a speech in a Shanghai forum... That's a dangerous. That's a dangerous thing to do in China. Uh, That set him on a collision course with officials and led to the suspension of a blockbuster 37 billion IPO for Alibaba's financial affiliate Ant Group. Until then, Ma uh, often appeared in public, speaking at conferences and other events, though less frequently than in 2019 due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Alibaba and his charitable foundation both confirmed he participated in an online ceremony for an annual event for rural teachers earlier today. In the 50-second video, Ma spoke from a room with grey walls, a large painting, and floral arrangement, it was not clear where the room was, okay maybe I'm worried again (laughs) Uh, Alibaba's Hong Kong listed shares jumped over 10% on the news which was first reported by um, Tianmu News uh, a media outlet backed by the government of uh, Zhehang, the province where Alibaba's headquarters are based Uh, so hopefully he's safe and sound hopefully he can uh, get out get back out in public again and because he's a very great innovator, you know. They they always praise uh, the the founders of of um, Apple and the likes of Elon Musk, and Tesla, and SpaceX and all that stuff. But uh, Jack Ma is one of those guys as well, you know, uh, uh, one of these uh, fa- big founders. So, uh, MediaTek's new this is from CNET. Uh, MediaTek's new chipsets pack in features for high end phones, but not faster five G. Uh, the Dimensity 1100 Dimensity eleven hundred and twelve hundred 1200 will first arrive in China in handsets made by Realme Vivo Oppo and Xiaomi yeah see they're all um, they're all the one company uh probably OnePlus as well OnePlus is is part of their family too so you could see although th- they usually use um the other chips the the Snapdragon's um, a week after Qualcomm's, yeah, Qualcomm Snapdragon ones, uh, latest high-end five G processor arrived in Samsung's new Galaxy S twenty one lineup. And before that, of course, they forgot uh, it. I didn't. It arrived before that in the um, Xiaomi Mi eleven. Uh, which will be a competitor for the Samsung Galaxy S21 uh, and less than half the price. So uh, media uh, rival MediaTek unveiled new chipsets of its own, uh, the Dimensity 1200 and Dimensity 1100. The new processors from the Taiwanese chipmaker bring improved AI, uh, camera and multimedia capabilities, but lack super fast 5G found in chipsets from Qualcomm and Samsung. Uh, the chipsets are built using TSMC's six nanometer technology versus seven nanometer for the uh, last year's ones. And MediaTek took advantage of ARM's latest A78 core technology, and together those advantages make up the the new chip, uh, which is more twenty two percent more powerful, twenty five percent more battery, eff- battery efficient. Than last year's chips. There's also a 13% performance boost for AI-related tasks using uh, portrait mode for multiple people in a shot, or enabling panorama photos at night. And MediaTek has amped up its gaming features, like adding support for faster refreshed uh, displays. Yeah, I'm sure they have improved. Like log- I had a what phone did I have the Oh, I forget the name of it now a phone I got from China and it had uh it was the only phone i ever had that had a media tech uh, chip. It was fine for a while, but then it started uh very glitchy it was very glitchy but this was four or five years ago i'm sure they have improved a lot since uh, i forget it was this, it was a phone with a second screen on the back it had a small screen It was actually a very cool phone but um yeah the 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 software was very glitchy in it or the 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 software I don't know Was it was due to the software or the hardware but I don't think it was the software because it was just standard Google software but yeah but um yeah so MediaTek have the new chip to rival the um, Snapdragon chip uh the lab leak theory and the twisted messy hunt for covid-19's origin Oh, so there's a lot going on about that at the moment there uh of course the theory at the beginning was about bats but then there was no bats. That those the, the bats that they were suspecting were the 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 guilty party, as they say, it was like a thousand miles away from uh, where the outbreak happened in uh, Wuhan. And recently, I think the World Health Organization wanted to go to China to do an investigation, and the Chinese government wouldn't allow them. Um, I've heard biologists and people saying. Um, that they think uh, that it came from the Wuhan the lab in Wuhan that it somehow got out that, um, there was rumours before of some animals being sold to markets and things that were actually used in the lab and but it was usually the ones that weren't uh, it, it worked upon which I always say um, but uh, but somehow ones that were injected or something like that uh, actually got out and were sold or, or either that or one of the scientists um, got it themselves, which had happened before as well in various dif- different labs that uh, scientists got infected by the viruses they were working on and they had to be um into quarantine uh, but did it got out one of the scientists got it and uh, because of the gestation period they went out and about and spread it that way there's lots of different stories some people call them conspiracy theories <laughs> so, well the, the, it's true that the world health organization um, want to go out there at the moment that they're being prevented so but let's see what this article on cnet says uh, many mysteries kindled by the coronavirus and the question where SARS-CoV-2 originated has to be the most difficult answer, no matter how historic, uh, how history ultimately writes the pandemic origin story. It was almost certainly an unfortunate accident. But what kind of accident? Uh, the urgent question is key to preventing the emergence of SARS-CoV-3 or COVID-29, but an uneasy tension has been building around the answer. Two conflicting narratives have materialized since the first cases were detected uh, in the central Chinese city of Wuhan a year ago, exposing a deep chasm between researchers exploring COVID-19's beginnings. Uh, was it a natural accident? A bat coronavirus found its way into human lungs, sometimes in recent, uh, sometime in recent history. It evaded our defenses until chances, uh, mutations made it more virulent and deadly than the coronavirus before joining it. Um, uh, the accounting is backed by scientific, like but the that <coughs> market where the bat was, was specifically sold they said that bats weren't even for sale there and that market was like 500 meters away from the the laboratory uh this accounting is backed by scientific data and detailed history of viruses jumping the species barrier Or was this a laboratory accident? A bat coronavirus found its way out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, a high-security facility in the heart of the city, but it had many breaches before, uh, even though it's high security, uh, and snuck into the population. This theory is most uncomfortable and most controversial, if true. It would have severe and lasting ramifications on research, geopolitics, and trust in science institutions. Uh, This keeps us up at night, says Stuart Turville, an immunovirologist at the Kirby Institute in Australia. Uh, This is the nightmare within nightmares. Many scientists still consider a natural origin to be the most likely starting point. uh, Yet, just as the World Health Organization task force descends on China to investigate. Well, they haven't now because they weren't allowed um, to to investigate COVID-19's emergence and mainstream publications like the New York magazine. Um, talk about versions of what could have happened in Wuhan, Uh, the lab leak theory has uh, wended its way back into the spotlight. Uh, Over the last year, that theory has become increasingly difficult to ignore. Some uh, of the biologists that I've listened to like on podcasts and things like that, and and the high-up biologists uh, that were kind of independent have said that the looking at uh, under a microscope at the virus that it's very a bit of this a bit of that you know it's it's very it doesn't look natural it looks um like it, ha- it has spliced uh bits and pieces of different things together and things like that that's why there are more it doesn't look like it's you, he's the, the, who was the guy I was thinking of, I was listening to it, but he was saying it's. Um, it doesn't look like it's a naturally occurring or na- you can look at mutations natural mutations between species and things like that uh, uh, and it looks di- they look different than um, than what uh, uh, the, it's created in labs and like viruses are created in labs all the time and ones are spliced together because they need to do that to create future um, uh, vaccines, to treat future viruses that could um, that could come out. You know, that's done, I'm sure, all over the world in um, in um, laboratories. It's not like it's this sneaky thing that was done or created a virus. No, th- that needs to be done all the time because th- that's how they create. Um, they're ahead of the game when it comes to, they're trying to be anyway when it comes to... Um, treatments and things like that Uh, so over the last year that theory has become increasingly difficult to ignore coincidences and circumstantial evidence continue to build pointing to the wuhan institute as potential starting point but the theory and the dart of information also helps spawn baseless conspiracy theories like the COVID nineteen is a bioweapon or it was used by uh, <laughs> to install five G across the world. Yeah, see that's where it goes mental. Like <laughs> a bioweapon. no, but more than likely, or you know, uh, odds are, I suppose it was something that uh, it was a virus that we're working on. Somebody got it because of the slow gestation period. They went out and and spread it. And that's how it got out. I think that's the most likely uh, of all the things I've listened to and watched about it. That seems to be the most likely uh, conclusion. Uh, This tangled web of conspiracy and politicking has often seen those who support investigating the lab leak treated with contempt. Those theories dismissed offhand. Heated exchanges and toxic feuds have uh, flared between scientists online and in the press. Researchers have been harassed, abused and threatened. Many have been reluctant to speak out uh, at all. Um, But that's the worst thing. If people are shut up, that's the worst thing of all, because you're only ever going to be hearing one side. Uh, I think there should debate is very important because you might think you're right, but someone else might be able to convince you that you're not or vice versa, you know. Uh, anyone that's a hundred percent sure of themselves about absolutely everything is a very dangerous person. You know, he should always uh, not open to hearing. Uh, other sides of the story or criticisms. It's it's okay to be wrong sometimes, or it's okay to be have an open mind. You know, uh, investigating a possible accidental leak is a valid line of inquiry. Proponents of the lab leak theory argue that without a full accounting of the work performed at yeah, and there was talks of a lot of stuff being deleted from the Wuhan Institute and things like that uh, from their system and t- things taken down. There were there was studies put up with bats and things like that. Uh, I've, uh, they showed screenshots of it and things like that that were actually taken down because I suppose they didn't look good <laughs> uh, at the WIV, uh, We may never truly know where the coronavirus came from, and that could stifle our efforts to prevent the emergence of the next pandemic. To understand why a lab leak is so plausible to so many, we must stitch together clues. So this is a long article anyway in CNET. I mightn't get through all of it. Um, it says caves uh, pandemics begin in media R- or yes scientists and epidemiologists are thrust into action to have a uh, uh, there's, there's a lot here there's a lot here uh, if you look up CNET, it you can see it um, uh, it it goes into a lot of information about that so you can have a read of that uh, it's it's extremely long there's a lot of information in it but i think there was a good uh, introduction there to it And um, you can have a look at that because I have a few more stories I want to get through before I finish. And this is a kind of a sad story about LG. They're considering exiting the smartphone uh, business, which would be very sad because there have been massive innovators. You know, they supplied um, Google with (coughs) some of their first um, phones. Um, They came up with innovations that other, you know, I, I had... Like year, like 10 years ago, I had uh, a wireless charging phone. LG made the first one. I think it was the G2 or G3. Uh was the world's smart first. Uh, I had a stand. You just lay it on the stand and it wirelessly charged. Um, and it's only, you know, in the last few years. But they were, they were I think it was another couple of years before anybody else uh, did that. Um, they have a lot of stuff that they were the first to do. Um, they were always taking chances and trying new things. And actually, their newest phone is kind of... I, I think it's a brilliant design. I prefer it than the folding phones. And things like that. What it is, is it's like um, a screen under another screen. What it is, is you, your phone splits and flips, and it turns into a T-shape, where you have one screen going across, and you have a, a small screen underneath. And the small screen, say, if you're using a sat-nav, uh, you can have your map on top and you can have little directions underneath or or you can be watching a movie and have like Twitter uh, below it or Facebook or whatever you wanted. Um, it's actually a genius design. I really like it because you have the... When it's a T-shape, the top part is going straight across. So you have you have your widescreen. You have a perfect shape for watching movies, looking at different things. You can even put it on your phone holder in your car and have your map going across. And you can have information below, you know, uh, so your passenger can tell you where to turn and all that to keep your eyes on the road. Um, but, yeah, it was a brilliant design. I know it was a bit expensive, the phone. I don't know the exact price, but... Uh, it would be a pity if um if they did stop making phones because they have inspired a lot of the other phone companies. Uh they were almost like the testers for the phone world, you know. They'd try something new and then if it didn't work, uh the other phone companies wouldn't copy it. If it did work, they would copy it, you know. So it would be an awful pity if they were to stop making phones. Uh, they're considering exiting the phone, uh, smartphone. This is in The Verge uh, in 2021. After losing around 4.5 billion over the past five years, LG's smartphone business has been struggling to compete with rivals. And now LG CEO Kwan Bon Suk has notified uh, employees that the company is considering making big changes to its smartphone business. Um, he sent out an internal memo to staff on Wednesday hinting at a change in LG's direction for LG's phone business. Uh, since the competition in the global market for mobile devices is getting fiercer, it's about time for LG to make a cold judgment uh, for the best choice. Uh, so that, that would be a pity now if they did stop. Um, but I'll keep going because we have uh, not much time left. Uh, Google's new Chrome 88 update improves dark mode, removes FTP and Adobe Flash. Oh yeah, Flash is finished now, 2021, isn't it? Um, Chrome 88 is rolling out this week, so you're gonna get a new update on Chrome. Um, uh, dark mode will be improved. That does need to be done, all right? I go into some apps, I think, um, is it car zone like the car I love looking up cars and different things even though I I'm, I'm never going to buy them but I love looking up <laughs> looking them up but I have my phone in dark mode I have to turn it off of dark mode because you can't read a lot of the writing on it so I hope they improve um things like that but I suppose the individual apps have their own setups but um it would help all right um so that's some of the changes that they're making uh OnePlus Nord uh in 10 5g review tall phone small price 300 quid yeah that's actually like for a high-end brand which OnePlus is now it's good to see them getting back to their roots i suppose you know their sales might have been struggling a bit because their prices went up uh from the say the one plus two up to the latest ones uh it's probably doubled or treble in price uh, so this is like uh, an alternative phone and on the OnePlus um, selection, and it's only uh, three hundred dollars uh, in America. I probably it's or probably around the same here, um, and it has five G. You know, it's a, it's a cheap way to get into five G. No, I'm sure I'm sure some of the specs it won't have the the Snapdragon eight 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 or any of that kind of stuff in it. Um, it has only an LCD screen instead of OLED, so you're sacrificing a lot. Uh, you won't have wireless charging. Um, but uh, uh, you won't find features becoming more common, oh yeah, wireless charging and telephoto camera. So yeah, you're sacrificing that. But if you're if you're if you're valuing um, if you're not into that kind of stuff and you want a good quality phone with with five G, which is really really fast um, out and about, like it's faster than Wi Fi uh, out and about. So it's brilliant. Like some of the numbers is crazy. Um, that's a cheap way to get into it so the one plus nord n10 5g so yeah that's that's a, a nice little phone and uh, netflix confirmed shuffle play uh, feature will officially officially launch this year that wouldn't really be for me i'm more of a <laughs> i i go through dozens and dozens and dozens of things before i find something i want to see so uh, but it might be handy because I suppose it suggests it suggests a lot of things, and most of the things it suggests isn't great. So maybe if it's a, a complete shuffle of everything, I'll give it a go anyway. But uh, I like to kind of choose, uh, and I, I like I was watching the TV show The Expanse on Amazon, and uh, I just uh, in a few, I just get get into a show, and I just watch nothing else pretty much, uh, and that was the the latest one, The Expanse. I'm up to date on that now. I've watched like four, or five seasons of it. Uh, in the last few weeks very very good now uh, the fight to make Netflix and Hulu pay cable fees oh, so the, in America they want to set them up like a cable company um, Volkswagen boss joins Twitter but has a jab at it. and the first thing he does is have a jab at Elon Musk <laughs> he boasts about knocking Tesla down a peg in Europe um, yeah of course the, the Volkswagen have a, released a lot of um, electric cars recently and their their partners over at Porsche have that uh, uh car that beat the 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 Tesla in the around the Nurburgring and things like that. So uh, the only thing I don't like about that Porsche is they call what's the name of it? Um, uh, Tai T- 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 Can T- I forget T yeah, it's a Taycan, isn't it? But it's called like a turbo or something, which is nonsense. There's no turbo in an electric car. Turbo is like using gas from uh coming out of the in- exhaust fumes to spin up a turbo to blow uh cold air back in to the engine to give it a boost. None of that happens in um <laughs> in an electric engine. There is no uh, burning of fuel. So uh other than the fuel that burns to to power the power station to put electricity into it uh and to create the batteries <laughs> anyway samsung's display on our last story today uh, is a mass produced uh, 90 hertz oled screen for laptops that's good uh, hopefully there they won't be massively priced but uh, several companies set to introduce 14 inch oled models this year very good that's great um that's a like laptop screens well i've always bought kind of low end or medium medium (laughs) end laptops i've never spent more than like five or six hundred quid on a laptop uh but uh, the screens are always kind of a letdown you know they wouldn't be the best of screens compared to phones uh so it's good to see a 90 hertz oled which is the same as what i have in my phone at the moment um uh, being introduced in laptops but uh hopefully the price isn't too crazy but these things always come down anyway uh, so that's it. Um, I hope you've enjoyed Tech Thursday. Uh, I'll be back with you again next week. As I said, if you have any questions in the meantime, you can text 87 166 You can call 069-66200 or you can email reception102fm at gmail.com uh, with any tech-related questions and I will get back to you on next week's show. Uh, this show will be available as a podcast as well. Uh, it should be up maybe by the time you've heard this. Um, so just check any of your podcast or public Spotify, anything like that, for Tech Thursday, and you will find it there. Uh, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again next week. I've been Patrick Sheehan. Peace.
1: You're listening
0: to Tech Thursday on Limerick 102 FM.